Welcome, 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 guys. This is part two of episode 67 of the Distraction Piece Podcast Live, and this is the audience Q&A. Um, I'll quickly mention speech development records, blah, 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 blah. Um, obviously, we, oh, I, need to, I need to talk more now, because in the live part one of the live one, I chatted, I gave an intro, and then I left a gap for the adverts to go in and the sponsors. And these sponsors are an important part of the show, man. Don't hate on the sponsors. So, um, yeah, I'll talk a little bit more about how lovely it was to to meet so many people and also talk about how my brain was completely fried. So we did this Q&A and I think I managed to keep the tempo up and keep my energy up. And then afterwards I did the merch booth for as long as we could. And I, I talked to, to, to so many of y'all um, and I had photos and it was lovely but I was exhausted and then I had to to catch up and pack everything down and then I was staying in a hotel that night and I'd finished and I walked out the front of the Leicester Square Theatre and I stood there for a good five minutes just confused (laughs) because my brain was so fried I couldn't figure out how to get to my hotel. My hotel was near, near Old Street Station and I was at Leicester Square so I you know I might have walked to to Tottenham Court Road previously and got like the central line to Liverpool Street and walked from there but the central line isn't running from Tottenham Court Road and my head was hurting I was like well how how far is Holborn Holborn maybe I could go to Oxford Street but if I look the other way there's I could go to Charing Cross or I could walk down to Embankment and from Embankment I could get the circle line to Liverpool Street or or the district line to to Ald- to Aldgate East and then I could walk from Aldgate East I could walk up like like Great Eastern Street and, and Commercial Road and all that kind of way and just and uh, and my head hurt man so I started to walk towards Embankment and then and then I got my second five guys of the day and I felt fucking awesome. I had a lovely cheeseburger. I got a nice milkshake. As mentioned in the podcast, I did one before because I don't eat five guys now all the time. I try and eat a bit healthier. I'm kind of on a non-healthy kick right now. But I'd had a little treat before the show and after the show I was feeling dead and I had a little treat again and it was good. And then I got back to my hotel and I slept like a baby. And then I got up at 7am the next day to come and get the kit to come and get the uh, the merch from the venue, drive that to Coventry and put it in the web store so you guys can buy that now. And I'm going to tell you about that in the advert that comes up just before we start part two of the Distraction Beast podcast live. Hello. I guess we should begin, right? I'll tell you first, I'm thinking, because Keith was great, wasn't he? How good was Keith? <laughs> totally. I genuinely, they've been asking me at the venue, how long is the show? And I was like, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know how long I'll talk to Keith for. I don't know how long the questions will be at the end. But that was great. I'm thinking that I might split this into a two-part podcast. So we've got Keith on his own, and then this part next. Um, I don't know why I'm telling you that. Um, the truth is the reason for doing that get two loads of advertising (laughs) 
thinking this shit through, guys. Let's begin this. Who's first? Come on stage. Take a seat, sir. How you going? I'm all right, thanks. What's your name? Stuart. Stuart. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you for coming along. I won't do this with everyone. It will get a bit monotonous. I will ask your name. Um, I might not even encourage applause. In fact, I'll encourage applause after you, and that'll be your... You share that applause. So you're the only one that gets your own applause, and the last person. Yep. But other than that, you're just sharing applause. Don't get greedy. What's your question, Stuart? Uh, If you could go and see any movie from its cinematic release, what would you go and see? Oh. I mean, this is a good chance for me to plug my film night next door. (laughs) Because the reason I do the film night is films I've fallen in love with on DVD and never seen in the cinema. So that's... that's I, I genuinely... I don't know if you're aware of this, but I'm in love with the cinema experience. I genuinely think it's one of the best things in the world. I go to the cinema on my own yep. um, four or five times a, a, a month, and I love it. Um, it's been awkward in relationships in the past because a lot of films, if I'm really excited about it, I kind of want to see it on my own. <laughs> so there have been times where I've seen a film twice because I did have a spare day and I just snuck to see it on my own and then we were like let's go and see it as a date like, yeah that'd be great sorry, I saw it yesterday it was fucking awesome um, Saturday Night Fever threw that out there out of nowhere didn't I but man people don't know about Saturday Night Fever my mum will contest that that was my, my, my film for a while I was like heavily into Saturday Night Fever and the soundtrack and people think of it as basically a follow on from Greece it's not it's a real grown-up dark film. It was one of the first f- films to have regular coverism on use of the word cunt. Um, it has suicide. It has just a lot of dark themes. It's got drug abuse. It's really good. And just at, at the time, that soundtrack was so huge and it felt like that would be such an experience to see in a crowd on the big screen. I need to have Saturday Night Fever on at the film club. That's got to happen. But yeah. I'd go for Saturday Night Fever. Uh, what would yours be, Stuart? Uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, great choice. How do you feel about the new one? Um, the the rumours of it, or what, you know, what is... I mean, I've got to go and see it, because yeah. if you want to have an opinion, you must, you know... 100%. I get so mad when people get stressed out over shit that hasn't pissed them off yet. <laughs> so, oh, that might piss me off, so I'd best start getting pissed off now, in case it does piss me off. So get pissed off if it's shit. But yeah, well, thank you very much, Stuart. Thanks very much. Thank you. It'll get smoother as we go on. Hello, sir. What is your name? Uh, Carl. Nice to meet you. Carl, nice to meet you. You're not very trusting. You brought your bag with you in case anyone... (laughs) Well, I'm sitting by myself and I don't really know the person next to me. Yeah. Could have been done. Who was next to you? Who was next to you? Where is it? Oh, you look shady as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. I'd keep the bag on even when you go and sit back down. To be fair, I don't mind sharing the pause with Stu because I actually do a podcast with him. Oh, well, there you go. Perfect. And what's your podcast called? Um, It's called uh, PCP, the Pop Culture Podcast. Excellent, excellent. Well, everyone should check that out. We do our podcast, this podcast, on ACAST now, and I go on about it a lot, but I think it's dope that you can tag things on it. So if you listen on ACAST, we will have linked to PCP, the Pop Culture Podcast. PCPC. Uh, PCP. 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 Like the drug. Yeah. Um. Excellent. So, what's your question, sir? I'm glad um. I've got two experienced podcasters up for the first questions. This is gold. Go. Uh, my question is you had Alan Moore on, and he did yes. that great spoken word poem, yeah. Old Gangsters Never Die, yeah. which I've listened to on a loop. I absolutely yeah, adore he's it. amazing. Would you ever consider working with Alan maybe on a spoken word album? Because I know he mainly does comic books and he's working and going into films now. But I'd would be you down c- for that. I'd love to work with him on anything, though. 
I mean, yeah. I, it would be more exciting for me to work with him on a comic book project or um, on a film project or anything uh, like ideal that. Ideal hero you'd like to do him with Adam or like is would you like to do Swamp? Go back to him doing Swamp Thing or do you rather do something a bit more different? There's rumours of a TV series of The Watchmen. Yeah. Fuck how good would that be? I'd oh. shave off my, off my beard and have a little moustache to be the comedian. <laughs> oh, that would be bulk brilliant. up a bit. But yeah, no, I'd, I mean, Alan was amazing. That was, I loved that, that, pod, like that was the third podcast I recorded. Yeah. I can't remember if it came out a second or third, but it was the third one third I recorded. One. Yeah. So, and he was just amazing. He I invited me. <laughs> yeah. He, he invited me to his, his home in Northampton mm-hmm. and I just got there and he rolled the biggest joint I've ever seen. <laughs> And then he just smoked it throughout the podcast and talked for ages. And I loved him doing that spoken word piece because what I really liked about it was how much he wanted me to ask him to do that spoken word piece. Uh, it, it, it was like, you sure, you sure you want me to do it? it? That's it. He was like, he was saying, uh, you know, I used I'm to do spoken word. He's like, I've, I wrote this in, I wrote this in the seventies, and even today I could do it at the drop of a hat. And I was like, that's amazing. So, and kind of continued on. I was like. Would you do it now? You want to fucking do it now? Just do it. In the, but yeah, it's amazing. Was it giving you the look, or was it just like oh, I it could was do playing it. it coy? It's playing yeah. it casual. It's just like I could do it at the drop of a hat. <laughs> <laughs> and then he smashed it. But um, you, you mentioned that and listened to it on loop. Um, one of my team who run the YouTube channel, Jake Brett, is in the crowd tonight. I don't know where he is or if he's about. There he is. Um, and we do. I got. I, I asked about it on on the podcast. And it's, it's a volunteer thing. I asked if someone would be up for helping run the YouTube because mm-hmm. I wanted to put things like that on YouTube as a standalone thing, so you don't have to scroll through the podcast. And you know, it's always awkward to skip to a certain time. I, I did upload it on Acast and cut it out. Yeah, exactly. You just cut it out, and then you got that. But again, we put them all. We we. Just, Jake is gradually going through with Emma um, all the podcasts to kind of break down these little cool standalone bits, like some some conversations with Killer Mike and Stuart Lee and all these other people, just so we've got them as this standalone bit. So, yeah, That's check cool. that out if you haven't already. Um, awesome. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for coming. Right, the way we're going to run it is the next person starts coming on stage before... We're all far too polite so far. We're waiting for people to get... If you, it, the next if you start... Hello, sir. How's it going? What's your name? Uh, Luke. Luke. Had, had to think nice about to meet you, Luke. You had to think. That's yeah. good. Um, what's your question, Luke? Um, I went to your film club... Uh, funny if you were talking about it earlier, yeah. but uh, I went to it when you did Irreversible with my theatre company. Yeah. Um, and the train home chat was very split. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask, one of my questions is basically, uh, some of the films that you put on, has it been, uh, has it really split the audience at the Q&As? A little bit, a little bit. I, uh, after train spotting, um, I started, does anyone listen to the Joe Rogan podcast? Yeah. It's, it's great. He has, a, he has a guy on, he's had him on twice now, called, called Dr. Carl Hart, who's fascinating, but he's tough to listen to because he, he does he he studies drugs and their genuine effects and things like that and he's got a lot to say about heroin being not as bad as everyone thinks <laughs> which is a real hard thing to say and a tough one and after train spotting i tried to kind of bring that up a bit cuz the actual the physical withdrawal symptoms of, from heroin are the same as the flu like it's genuinely the same as a bad case of the flu that's that's a medical thing that this guy's they've studied and found this Yet it's portrayed as this greater thing, and all these, and you know, people. Again, I'm not pro heroin. I've never done heroin. <laughs> and I think you should do heroin. But I tried to start that discussion after train spotting, and people were like, 
<laughs> the fuck are you talking about? So, yeah, it's, it's a tough one in that way, but, but Irreversible, it's one of my favourite films. Yeah, and that's the one too. film that I've had on that I did see in its original cinema release. But it was so... I, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. It was so intense, at least seven or eight people walked out um, um, oh. during that scene. Um, and at the end, just when everything's kind of flashing, I genuinely was like, shit. And I needed to have that in this scenario again. I love it. I think some people feel it's too harsh or shocking. Um, at the same time, a film called, or just after a film called Baze Moir came out. Um, and that was mm. bunched in with it. I think unfairly. Yeah, I think Baze Moir was just at point shock for shock's face. Or we didn't have the balls to make a porno. Sure. Yeah. So we're pretending it's a film. <laughs> so I just call it a porno. Just do a porno. There's nothing wrong with porn. Um, <laughs> whereas with Irreversible, um, basically there's a very emotional and horrific and uncomfortable rape scene in this. And the director... Um, uh, Casper Noe? Casper Noe. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> explained in, in one of his interviews that he was like... The fact is, you watch it, and it's uncomfortably long and real-time and horrible. He's like, if you're in the cinema and you're watching something like this, you should feel uncomfortable. You should go home feeling physically sick and feeling bad. We shouldn't be able to just watch something as hideous as that in a film and just, all right, on to the next bit. Do you know what I mean? So that was his point for making it so so graphic and harsh. The, the other thing that blew me away about the film, it's not a spoiler, it's called Irreversible. It's in reverse, so you got, but not just played backwards. You got chunks, and it's jumping backwards, and it's it, it's crazy because it's got a happy ending, which makes it all the more depressing. Because that's actually a happy start, and it's just that just blew me away. Just the first time, so I was like, "Wow, I've just seen a really beautiful happy ending," and of uh, Vincent Cassell's Willie. <laughs> so um, I've just seen a really happy ending, but man that's made me really sad so yeah i thought it was amazing yeah i've got one other question yeah, um ahead. obviously you do the film club the prince charles um obviously halloween's coming up yeah this week um if you could choose the horror movie of yeah. choice for that night what would it be oh, it's tough man i'm not massively into horrors um i watched the babadook recently but everyone's going on about that it's amazing um you know what i really liked and this is going to piss some people off, but I'm going to give reasons for it. I really enjoyed Jeepers Creepers oh, yeah. uh, uh, when it came out. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um, at that point, every horror film had gone the route of realism. It's some creepy neighbour, it's some creepy rednecks, it's whatever else. And that leads along that path and then goes... Nah, it's a fuck-off monster. <laughs> and I loved that, because I wasn't expecting it. I was like, oh, it's this weird guy, and it's going to be... Again, it was so common, the redneck, or some kind of outsider, or drifter, or whatever. And they hadn't done that in ages, where it's just, no, it's a... It's, you can't win, it's horrible, it's going to kill you. So, yeah, I enjoyed that. I'd go for that. It might not be the best choice. All the horror fans are going to be furious at me. Because <laughs> I enjoy a horror film, but I'm not. it's not a genre I've ever jumped into that much. But thank you very much, cool. sir. Thanks, man. Thank you. That whole, that whole crossover thing didn't work. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. We're going to have the people go off that way. Come in, sit down. We're going to have the people go off that way so the people can come on that way. We're learning as we go along here. <laughs> Hello, what's your name? Hi, I'm Courtney. Nice to meet you. How are you doing? I'm really good. How are you? The first, the, 
the first girl of the podcast today. Hey, that's exciting. I get a lot of stick for not having enough women on, and I argue with people furiously online. I, I hope this, this isn't your yeah. question, but no, I argue furiously online because I get really offended when people comment saying, "Can you have more w- a, a women on?" And I find that an offensive comment because y- I want people to request specific w- a women rather than just say, oh, women in general. It's like, I think that's disrespectful. No one says, can you have more men on? They say, here's this man who I respect and give credit for being interesting. Whereas if you say, we just want more women, it's not giving the credit for all the individual amazing women there are out there. Anyway, you've got a question. (laughs) I do. So the lad that was just on, Luke, he's my boyfriend. Excellent. Um, Hey, babe. Um, (laughs) um, And he's from Essex. Yes. Um, I'm not... Um, and I know, right? Um, and as a kind of like initiation into mm-hmm. Essex, he decided to take me for pie and mash. Excellent. Um, I thought it was vile. Right? Why? Because it's just not okay. Like you don't know what that meat is in that pie. Don't need to. <laughs> don't know what the meat is in hot dogs. Don't want to know. Delicious. <laughs> um, so my question to you is: I know you're. Um, background is like Essex yeah so what is your like Essex guilty pleasure you see it's interesting because my background is Essex but my family more background is South London which is even more pie and mash <laughs> so pie and mash and liquor did you have to have, li- have liquor with it yeah he made it and eels was it eels see? yeah, yeah don't fuck with the eels that's mental <laughs> that's just silly that's 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 virginal racist it's <laughs> a racist stereotype on the eels um my Essex kind of trait or... Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, it's just Essex, isn't it? It's a really it? awkward question. It's, no, 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 it's really weird because I realised a while ago um, I love my hometown of Stanfordly Hope and I've lived there my whole life and it wasn't until about four or five years ago I, re- I realised I never, ever go out in my hometown of Stanfordly Hope. So what I'm saying is I love my living room. <laughs> I think my living room is really good. It's got all the stuff I'm into. It's literally made for me. So, yeah, I don't go out in Essex enough to have much traits other than what's in my living room. So unless <laughs> Essex is really known for having a big DVD collection, um, some music, like a, a, a nice Arika little cro- Star Wars cross. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Essex enough to be qualified to answer. But thank you for... And, thank, and good on you for, for making... Uh, tr- keep persisting with Pie and Mash, honestly. It'll get there. Really? Though, yeah. Does it? Because it was... It just wasn't You have successful. two Pie and Mash, right? Okay. Yeah. It's got to be two obviously. Pie and Mash. Yeah. He just kind of went in and ordered it, and then this plate came of Double stuff. pie and mash, yeah, and liquor. <laughs> Try without the liquor one day. Maybe just go gravy. Just just gravy. Yeah, I'm here to give advice for people to <laughs> ease, ease into Essex life. But thank you very much for coming and thank asking you. a question. Thank you. Cheers. Thank go you. ahead. Hello. I know who this, this young lady is. This is Jordan Gray. How are you doing? Tall Dark Female, podcast guest extraordinaire. Tall Dark Female, I like that one, yeah. How are you? Tall Dark Female, Tall Dark yeah. Friend, sorry. <laughs> I've been called so much worse, did yeah. I tell you? Once got called Long Tall Black Man. Who, who, who caught the, the, the podcast episode with, with Tall Dark Friend? That's been one of the most popular ones. I'm so glad. I almost uh, I messaged, uh, messaged you earlier because we, we bumped into each other outside yeah. and just said a quick hello. I was like, you've got to come and ask a question because then they get an extra, extra former podcast star up <laughs> I'm here. just milking your teats, like yeah, your fame teats. Do it's it. working for me as well. It really just go on it. So what would you like to ask? Well, the episode that we did, yes. um, like I can't speak on behalf of all 
like women with penises you know or anything yep. but um there's a lot of them out there it's yeah. that episode alone has been so wonderful it's done so much um it's raised so much awareness you know it, it was amazing because it raised the, the I, I was excited about it before it came out because it raised so it, it raised so much awareness f- uh, uh, for me and the simple thing of you addressing really early on going right i'm 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 i'm, I'm a transgender individual i can't speak on behalf of all of us was such a simple thing that people don't really realise. You think, well, I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask then, I'll, and, and you'll be able to give the answer on what everyone, what terms everyone would prefer, and all this kind. It's like I can't talk on behalf of all tall people from Essex. <laughs> Clearly, I don't know anything about Essex. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. although well, maybe all sort of poets with beards, because I think they're all here. <laughs> like, yeah, they're yeah, pretty yeah, much they're all in. <laughs> you can speak on behalf of those people. <laughs> yes, I am starting a, a cult. My question was, um, do you feel a sense of duty to raise people awareness? And I imagine that you do the way you speak about it. And if so, where do you think that that comes from? Where um, do you think your duty comes from? I, I feel um, I'm really lucky that I grew up with parents who were um, not too f- f- forceful of anything, of any beliefs. Just like you'd learn what you want. And I grew up with a brother far more clever than me. Um, so really early on I've always had or, or quite early on I've been quite excited and happy to be proved wrong or to learn uh, learn new things and that's something that most people don't have or don't want they kind of you want to know what you know and don't have it questioned so it excites me to have these podcasts where I'm going to be learning stuff it's going to be raising awareness for other people and stuff and yeah that that kind of thing does excite me but it also just happens that my music tends to draw me towards people like that or, 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 or in those kind of circles. I had someone ask me recently if I'd consider doing a, a, a mental health special and I had to say, have you listened to my podcast? Because <laughs> 90% of them end up going down a mental health line. See, see, I don't know. I don't know if there's... It's necessarily a sense of duty but more an excitement of learning myself and then having other people potentially learn yeah. as well. So it's a real, real authentic kind of thing. Yeah, it's that excitement and... Yeah. And hunger. I've, as I said, I mentioned before the Joe Rogan podcast and a few others. There's so many of them where I've learnt so much that it's like, man, imagine being involved in that. It's, yeah. as I said, it's purely that excitement. Imagine being involved in that where people go, I never knew that before then. Yeah. Well, thank you. And thank you. Caitlin Jenner said to say thank you as well. Excellent. <laughs> really, I'm glad you passed that on. Thank you. Hello. Well, now I've shot myself in the foot because I stood there as the first in the queue and I was like, no, Jordan, you go ahead, you go ahead. Now I've got to follow Jordan. Yeah, that's not easy. It's not a good sign. How are you doing? What's your name? Amy. I was going to ask a big question. What's your name? What's your age? Where'd you come from? But you're Amy from, from Milton Keynes. I am indeed. I know my See? shit. I pay attention. Pay attention. Just I met you at the, at the Milton Keynes, uh, the We Are Lizards, didn't we? Yes, yes. I take at least partial credit for that, being that I hounded the... Uh, the venue, saying you yeah. must have this club night because it I came to Birmingham and it just rocked. It was really good because we have people all the time going, anytime, it's one of the, <laughs> I shouldn't be saying this because it sounds like I'm a, a, a petty child, but it's one of the things that made me excited about this time off from gigging because there's, man, it's annoying to post gig listings. Why are you Because you're all excited about it and the only responses are, you're not coming here or why aren't you coming here? And, 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 and you were someone who went, I'm going to contact my venue and make you come here. And, and you it's did, a good venue, and they did. And it's one of the few left, in, not just in Milton Keynes, but in the Bucks kind of area that does mm. 
anything that's even slightly alternative? Do you need a napkin? Yeah, yeah I'm right. pouring my drink all over me. It's audio, they wouldn't have known. <laughs> God damn it, Amy. You can just cut that bit, it's fine. Yes. Um, so, so anyway, what would you like to ask? So, you do a lot of travelling about, obviously, yes. you're a busy person. Personal life, I would imagine, takes a bit of a backseat sometimes. Uh, have you got any interest in the future in children, families? Have you had thoughts about that? Um, it's, it's, it is a fact that personal life, kind of, you, you have to make a choice when you work the way I work to put personal life on the back burner a bit. Um, and it's something weird, because people often talk about how open I am um, on the podcast, in my lyrics. But if you actually look on any of my social media, or Twitter, or Instagram, I don't really post that much about my private life. Because I think it's okay for it to be that, for private life to be private. So, yeah, it's it's, it's one of them. And again, it is exactly that, because it can be tumultuous in this kind of situation where you're touring all the time, relationships can come and go and not work. So I've got kind of views on all of that, but I've got no desire to share them with you people. (laughs) So thank you. I hope that's an acceptable answer. Again, I I, I never mean that in a rude way. Away at all. I'm perfectly happy. I've got friends who really like to put everything on Facebook and really be out there, and I hide them. <laughs> because even if I really care about someone, I don't need to know what they're doing all day, every day. I don't care. I love them, but I'd rather sit down and catch up and reminisce rather than know every movement. Um, I'm sounding really dark and miserable now, aren't I? Anyway, thank you for asking a question. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Hello. Hello. How are you? What's your name? Uh, my name's Julie. And you were one of the original Team 3W gallery members, right? I yep. recognise you. Yeah, yeah. I had to buy the T-shirt twice because you can't photograph the grey one. Um, Brilliant. So I bought the blue one. Um, you see, <laughs> it's a commercial genius sitting right here. Got a new one out today. <laughs> can't photograph that for shit. So, um, and mugs. Anyway, sorry. Following on from the great lady before, I'm going to really take it down a tone. Go ahead. Um, There's a whole reason for asking this. What's your biggest fear? Um, It's going to be a weird and arrogant sounding thing, but I don't really think that much about fears. Um, And again, there's quite depressing reasons. I've got no problem at all with death. I think, I guess if I've got a biggest fear, I think life is far more scary than death. The idea of death, I don't particularly have any. I definitely don't have any knowledge of what happens after death because hmm. no one does hmm. and I don't particularly have any th- theories on it so kind of in my head it's one of them things that yeah, that's that, it's done, that's not scary is it? You don't have to deal with it anymore um, so there's that and yeah I don't really, there's not, there's not a lot I think about that I fear, I'm alright with heights I like them, I'm tall <laughs> I'm six foot four I haven't got like a pocket um, full of spiders or anything you know, I'm, uh... not, I'm not big into creepy crawl I'm, but I'm not, I'm not fussed by them I'll, I'm I, I, I kill insects. Does everyone hate me for that? <laughs> no. Don't give a fuck about them. <laughs> Can't be bothered to get a cup and put a little bit of paper underneath and throw them out. Just... The reason I ask because of the fear is because get, getting into your work made me start writing. Oh, right. And it's made me start up a very small little website. I'm a nurse. Yeah. I'm a trauma nurse. Oh, good so I see a lot of people in fear, yeah. um, close to death and dying in their families. Um, and a lot of the PTSD and things that yeah, come yeah, about yeah, yeah, with yeah. staff and family afterwards. And quite often, death isn't the thing that people fear because yeah. it's coming. 
coming to all of, all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the way. inevitable. Um, but it's always interesting knowing what people's biggest fears are. Yeah, and, no, that's um, interesting. I just wanted to say thank you for letting me write again. No, thank you for looking after these people. And, and, and people often, I, I often get asked if I'm scared of, of or if I get n- nervous before performing. Mm. And for me, again, because I'm quite a um, an insular person, I guess that's the, the bit I'm excited about. That's the mm. highlight of my day, and that's partly comes from. Like putting in a lot of work to make sure I know it all. I know I'm not going to forget my lines, and, and if, if I do, <laughs> Keith's there to somewhere, yeah. <laughs> tell me out. But yeah, it's having that excitement of getting that out there. So yeah, well, thank you very much, and thank you for yeah. looking after people and putting and, them back together. Uh, no, and thank you for taking away my fear. Excellent, thank you. Cheers. <laughs> Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? What's your name? It's Adam. Adam, nice to meet you. Nice and what to meet would you, you like to uh, ask today? Um, you mentioned earlier that you'd never been on a lad's holiday and never been on a boating holiday, but you'd love to. Yeah. So if you could go on a boating holiday anywhere and with anyone, like a group of people, yeah. bearing in mind it's a con- uh, like a confined space, who would you take? <laughs> oh, man, that's tough. Yeah, I don't, I don't share space well with people. Um... Who would I take? And can I? Does it? Does it have to be a set group of lads that are already? Do these people have to know them? Like, can I pick like my mate Tom, my mate Chris, my mate Pref- Mark? Preferably people would know. So like, oh, famous people, dead or alive. Do any of you know Tom? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, it's good. It's good. I'd fancy hanging out with Vincent Gallo. I reckon that would be horrible. Yeah, that would be Because he's meant to be really rude and unpleasant, but yeah. I love him. Um, Prince, obviously, would be there. Of he'd, bring along, he'd bring along a good soundtrack to a yeah. canal holiday, I think. Yeah, Prince on a canal. Imagine it. <laughs> I'd commission that series. Um, I'd probably go for some comedians in there. Um, I'd go for a few that I know a bit, actually. I'd go for people like Tim Key, who I think I can hear him say anything... I laugh at anything he says, which makes it hard to be in any way friends. Because <laughs> it's just, I'm, I'm just sitting there going, <laughs> just talk some more about stuff. Um, so, 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 so at the moment, I've got Vincent Gallo, Prince, and Tim Key. That would make some interesting conversation. It that. would make the least lads party <laughs> ever. So I'm going to sort that out. And you know I'm going to throw in? The Rock. <laughs> There you go, I'm sorted. I've got that, the Rock, that's Prince, Tim Key and Vincent Gallo. Let's do it. Can you arrange that? You find uh, a boat and I'll... Uh... <laughs> ah, sweet. It's on, Adam. Thank you very much. Cheers. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hello, what's your name? My name's Laura. Can I just ask a pre-question yeah. to my question, Go. just based on uh, what Adam said? Yeah. If you went on the lads' holiday with Prince, yeah. would you really, really dig to find out about the urban legend about Prince and the old... About being able to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm cool. <laughs> oh, but I think the people need to know. I'd rather he plays some beautiful songs to me while I... Just stare into his beautiful eyes. And then maybe you'd find out. Then yeah, maybe, maybe I'd find, find out. out then. He's getting younger. <laughs> Don't know if you've noticed, Pharrell is staying the same age, but Prince stayed the same age for ages and has started Benjamin buttoning it. 
It's going, it's going backwards. Yeah, it's pretty weird, isn't it? Well, that was nothing to do with my question. Go ahead, but ask the question. Um, when you... Well, I'm a teacher. Yeah. Which... Um, it's good. It's important. <laughs> secondary school teacher. Um, and things annoy me, and I get memorable moments every single day because yeah. the kids say crazy shit and do yeah. crazy shit all I the time. I can imagine. When you worked at HMV, yes. what is your most annoying or memorable sort of customer experience? Um, I, I, it's annoying because I've told this story already, but none of you have heard it. <laughs> so I'm going to reveal, I've not told anyone yet, but next week's podcast guest is Adam Buxton. Yay. Which is very exciting. But to everyone listening, last week's podcast guest was Adam Buxton. <laughs> Because that's how that's going. But I was telling him that I didn't really have that problem because I get such a kick from killing people with kindness. So, so, so when I worked at the Beckton HMV and, and a bit of the Lakeside one, they, everyone, if they had a bad customer, they'd know to come to me to deal with them because I love dealing with really shitty, angry customers. Um, and like the customer services would know my name and would call. I'm going, oh, it's Pip, it's got another person on the phone because i'd say to people i'd be really polite i'm really sorry i can't give you a a refund because you've not got your receipt obviously i can't can't give you a refund i wish i could it's just out of my power and i'd be getting more and more angry like i mean you can get i literally i physically i've it's out of i've not got the power to do it i'm so sorry and then they'd go outside all furious and they'd make a phone call and then every now and then hr would call me and go just do the fucking refund dude and then they'd come back in and be like gotta do the refund now ain't you mate and i'd be like I'm so happy you sorted that because it's so good because I couldn't do it at my level but I'm so happy you've got to sort out this this four pound refund um, and they'll just be getting more and more annoyed as they're trying to stick one to them like mate that's oh, the, the happiest four pounds I'll give out all day thank you enjoy that now fuck off but yeah, yeah. That's, that's it thank you very much thank you very much thank you Hello. Hello. Hi, how's it going? What's your name? Jack. Jack, nice to meet you, Jack. What would you like to ask? I've got, sorry, I've got a little pre-question as well. Okay, go on. Um, it's going to be a long night, ladies and gentlemen. Strap yourselves in. <laughs> just a couple of people that I would absolutely love you to have on the podcast. Yes. A, whether or not they're lined up, or B, if you might have them in mind. Yeah, sure, go um, Leanne Lahavas. Not got a, a, a lined up, not really got any contact, but I'd be happy to. I'm okay. not that familiar with her. Everyone says she's awesome, right? Yeah. She is amazing, says, right? Sh- she was on Adam, Adam Buxton's podcast recently. Yeah. Anyone check out? She's fantastic. Or oh, it's fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really good. So, no plans, but I'm open to it. Uh, Nick Cave. I don't rate Nick Cave. So I've just ruled that one out with four words. Um, No, no, no. Nick Cave is undoubtedly a legend. I've just never personally got into his music. Um, He's doing so much amazing stuff with film. He lives in Brighton or something, doesn't he, now? So, yeah, I'd totally... I'd be honoured to talk to Nick Cave. But it is. It's true. I would have to go in there and be in advance, being like, I'm not an expert on your stuff. But, you know, I've had that before. Uh, And then the last one was... You've already mentioned him, but Tim Key. Tim Key, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to have Tim on. He he interviewed me for the extras on my DVD, and it was just hilarious. Just trying not to just call because we're trying to do it as quite serious, but he's asking stupid questions and eating raspberries <laughs> as he's doing so. Just had a little 
box of them. And it, but yeah, he's amazing. I'd definitely have Tim Key on at some point. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. And then the real question. Yes. This is a bit of a weird one. Stay okay. with me. Well, let's leave it at one question. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Go ahead. Imagine, if you will, uh, the may, letter may, from God to man yes. was real. Yep. As in, it was really sent down from God and mm-hmm. undeniably true. Yep. How do you think the world would react to those words? Um, I'd say about number 36 in the charts. Uh, <laughs> probably get higher, probably get higher than that. Um, I don't know, I don't know, it's tough. Um, it's, it's, it's one of my proudest pieces of work and it comes from me being at a spoken word gig and someone saying um, create, curator and me thinking they'd said creator. So literally that misinterpretation is how I did it and then I wrote it all on the drive home in my 1987 Toyota Space Cruiser um, and I was writing it and trying to make note of it in my head and got home and typed most of it out in one go. Um, and what people, a lot of people don't realise about that song is it's not about religion despite it being left from God to man. It's using, again, as I've used with Thou Shout and a few other things, using familiar constructs to get a message across about society and other things so it's a tough one because i don't know if i'd ever be able to get my head around the idea of god being real and sending a letter down i struggle with that i love did anyone see stephen fry's response to if he met god recently fucking amazing and that just i I don't want to just quote it all but he basically said if i ever met god um well number one i wouldn't want to meet god if there is a god and if i ever did i would want to have a go at him because he was saying there's 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 child there's child cancer there's things like this there's there's animals that there's insects that their sole purpose in life is to to burrow behind eyeballs lay eggs and then come to life turning people blind so if i met god and he invented everything i'd be like fuck off mate I ain't really up for this friendly chat. You've done some horrific things over the years. You've done some great things, no doubt. No doubt. That burger I sent about earlier? <laughs> on point. But you've done some horrific things, so I wouldn't particularly feel any need to praise or worship someone who's responsible for that. But again, I, I'm not, I've not got a problem with religion either. People do what they do, and I'll keep on doing what I do. So yeah, that's my slightly angry and scary answer. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Hello. Hello. And what's your name? Naomi. I am partner of uh, the last one. Good one. Mine's a little bit more chilled out, less on the religious side. And you've not even got a pre-question, so you're already no, winning. No, Although I am sitting next to your lovely mum, who we were like, is that going to be her? Is that her? Saw on Instagram, was like, that's, that's, that's your mum. definitely that's her. That's your mum. And there then I is. cheersed her, just to say... I can't uh, believe she's not asking nice a question. Lazy cow. I know. I thought maybe she'd come up. Maybe she'd come up. I could have had two previous guests up, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, what would you like to ask? So my question is probably, hopefully, something a lot of people want to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, I figure a lot of people in this audience obviously are here because they admire you. Uh, and if there was, like, for me, spoken word and stuff is something that's amazing but really terrifying. A little mm-hmm. bit on the last lady's question about yeah. fear. I'm shaking as I do this. Nice. Um, so if there was like one piece of advice that you could give this entire audience tonight that would make them go home and put pen to paper confidently. Mm. Like I think a lot of us have stuff to say, but yeah. a lot of us are like me and are scared of saying it. Yeah. What would be your piece Completely. of advice? Um, the first, I played, I did spoken word almost 
or at least in every region of this country before I did it in Essex in my hometown because it was far less scary to perform to strangers that I'm probably never going to see again than to say to my mates do you want to hear a poem I wrote it's like fucking that's horrible no way And, and the fear of that and then on the other side of that it was just the practicing loads and loads and loads and putting in because all it's the same as I'm doing in acting at the moment. I don't know if I can act, but I know I've got a good work ethic. So I know Jewish, I can Jewish. sit up all night Stick and with the Jewish part. Yeah, exactly. I can sit up all night and learn all the lines. That's good. That's good. Um, no, yeah, just just that working art and 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 the way that helped was when I'd go to I'd perform up north. I'd go up and I'd be are really tight with all my pieces. Like whether they're good or not, I'd know them well and I'd deliver them confidently. I'd have a CD to sell or flyers to give out. So they would assume he must be big down south. And I hadn't done a gig down south. So then I'd go each place and kind of give that illusion. Again, at the time I had coping things, I'd turn up, I'd, have, I'd always have a suit on, I'd have my trucker cap. So I'm kind of becoming a character yeah. at that moment. Um, and yeah, it was just that excitement. I knew I had... I knew I could perform. I knew I knew the poems. Therefore, it was the excitement of sharing them with other people and not having that fear of it being other people that I know or I can't just look at and go, right, I finished that. I'm never going to see you again. See you later. I'll walk out of the room. So get a trucker cap. Travel get a the country. Cap and a suit. Yeah. Um, I recommend a 1980s seven Toyota Land Cruiser for living in. So do that tour about. And yeah, just as I said, I, I genuinely think just learn everything really well and go to open mics and maybe don't tell your friends about it. Yeah. Maybe get that confident in front, of, in front of other people and then you can go, come and check this shit out. Yeah, yeah. And you get there and it's like, yeah, I've sold out Coco. Rather than a pre-question <laughs> then, a uh, past yeah. question. Uh, another thing we were talking about on our National Express bus on the way up here. Excellent. That took ages. Uh, what... What was the moment or the, the poem that you wrote that was like, shit, I'm actually good at this? What was that point where you're like, right, now I need to get my trucker cap and travel the country? I mean, was <laughs> it was probably the first one that I wrote. <laughs> no, um, I'd been writing kind of r- raps for ages. And the first one that I wrote that felt like a poem was called A Thousand Words. And it was exactly a thousand words long and it was about how I got my stutter and all these other things. And it was, I put it on, on, on MySpace at the time and it instantly became like one of my most popular ones. I, I put it on iTunes the same night that Adele joined iTunes. Not iTunes, sorry, MySpace. I put it on MySpace the same night Adele joined MySpace and we sat up all night just complimenting each other's songs and music. No idea what happened to her, but... Um, sh- she's gone quiet. Um, but yeah, and that instantly was like, right... And again, that was another thing. I've not necessarily done anything. It, again, people seem to think it's good, but really I've gone down and gone, right, here's a test. Can I write this to be exactly a thousand words long and to tell this story? So again, it's more a work ethic thing there than anything. It happened to, to flow together nicely, but it was an exercise as much as anything. So yeah, and that happened to be the first poem I wrote. So nice. that seemed nice. Yeah. Thank you very much. You. Cheers. Hello, sir. How are you? Very well, how are you? I'm good. And what's your name? My name's Sam. Hello, Sam. Hello. What would you like to ask? Um, since I had one question which was set up for a long time ago, but since I've been here, there's like little things niggling at me. But yeah. Peter Serafinowicz, yes. you've mentioned him many times on your show. Yes. Is there any plan or have you tried to get in contact with him to get him on? I'd or? love to have him on. Yeah? He's an odd one because I've, 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 I've gone out for drinks 
are with his brother, uh, James Servinovich. Yeah. He's hilarious as well. They're both Hopefully hilarious. on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're great. I think Peter's absolutely amazing. And um, I can't remember if Josie Long told this story when she was on the podcast, but we, the first time I met him... Um, no, was Sarah Pascoe told it, I think, was there as well. So I was, I was, was leaving Six Music after doing a little interview and I bumped into Josie and she was like, I'm just recording my TV sh- on my radio show. Or would you like to come and do a voice on it? And me and Sarah, I think it was at the time, Sarah Pascoe, went up to do it and the third person doing it was Peter Serafinovich, who's, if, you don't, if you're not familiar with it, he's one of the most legendary voiceover artists as well as oh, comedians yeah. ever. He's done Darth so, Maul. He's done Darth Maul. He was Darth Maul for fuck's sake. It's three so, lines, but it's freaking yeah, awesome. Yeah, but just amazing. So that was then incredibly intimidating. But I got to have a little nerd out and he knew who I was. That's good. So since then I've kind of felt, although I know like n- n- Nick Frost and Simon Pegg and all yeah. that crowd who know him that bit better... I feel I could possibly hit him up. But yeah, I never have yet. But he's, he's on my list. I've got a long really list on my phone. Because he's, for those who don't know him, he's that person you see in almost every TV show and you yeah. remember that face, but you don't know yeah. his name. But he's getting big in Hollywood now, isn't he? Yeah, he's killing it. Cool. He's smashing and it. One question, sort of. Yeah. You say you love TV shows in, in one of the podcasts. You yeah. said you've probably seen an episode of every show. Have you ever watched Supernatural? Because I'm a huge fan of that. Do you watch that, Mum? You don't. I thought you did. I've never. You've watched a little bit. No, I haven't watched it. My mum t- tends to have watched every TV show that's one word. Oh. Fringe. If there's ever a TV show that's one word, I'm like, Mum, is it any good? And then if she says yes, I kind of ignore the fuck out of it. I... <laughs> no, I've, I've not. I've not seen it. I've seen the adverts for it. Is it, it good? It's, it's just started its eleventh series stateside. Damn. And, yeah, to get something that far along is. It's good, yeah. but yeah, if you get a chance, it's I'll on the American it Netflix, so you got to change your DNS and all that. But cheeky, I like it. I'll check it out. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, just you, so one word episode of se- um, one word series. Yeah, Friends. Friends. David Schwimmer. Yeah, he's Jewish. There you go. Yeah, you could have mentioned him. I could have hooked J-, J Life up with him exactly with a, at that gig in Camden. It all comes full circle. Good work. You're bringing it all around. Well, thank you very much, thank sir. Thank you very much, Pip. Cheers. Thank you. Hello. Hello. I, I told you you'd get a chance to come and chat. I know, yeah. Sadly, you, um, we bumped into each other a bit earlier. You bumped into me in the street. You also Instagrammed me on the train. I did, and I also had the biggest meltdown when I met you earlier that I think I've ever had in my life. It was great, because she had a meltdown telling me how much of a meltdown her friend was having. I honestly... And her friend was quite next. chilled, just like whatever. <laughs> she's like, she's so excited. This is, oh my God, this is amazing. She's, so, she's like, all right. It was really, really awkward. Yeah, it was nice. I, I thought she'd shouted at just a random bloke. Yeah. And I was like, Connie, no, 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 no. But no, it was actually... Not just sweet. any guy. <laughs> My bad. Thank uh, you. What would you like to... Oh, what's your name? Sorry. Oh, I'm India. India. I like the country. Wonderful. Well, what would you like to ask? Uh, I have two, sadly, because one's okay. a little bit selfish. This, we might not get through everyone. It's dragging... <laughs> I'll gone. be quick. I'll be quick. Um, my first question is about the Preston, yeah, Preston yes. uh, interview that you yes. did. And it's because during it, you said something like... And when you were gigging and touring, it was quite hard to keep tight relationships and things like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, obviously, you've had quite a while off. You're doing things like this. Do you feel like you're building more friendships? Not more at bonds? all. Not at all. all um, right. I've probably had this year. I've probably had three 
like social nights out with friends. I said, fuck off. <laughs> it's through choice. My friends are pricks. Um, no, I see, I see my family. I see my brother for every UFC event, which is my favourite thing to do. I love to watch UFC with my brother because it's good conversation. I love MMA. So, yeah, it's, it's fine. I'm not that, that social a person. It's a weird... It's a weird thing. This year is the first year I've had points of feeling a little bit like, man, I've forgotten how to socialise. But then someone will say, do you want to come and do this? I'll be like, fuck that, I'm going to watch Netflix. I mean, you seem so, yeah. quite social to me. Like. Yeah, yeah, we're all friends here. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. It's not, it's, it's a miss, with me, it's not just the touring thing. The way I work is always, I'm always doing a million things at once and always juggling a million things. And that was why... Um, when I started touring, I was in, a, in a, a relationship that I was in for five years or so. And the real struggle on that was the fact that when I stopped touring, it's not necessarily going to increase the amount we see each other often because I'd, j- I'd just started doing the label and I'd just started doing um, all sorts of other things. So it's that, that weird kind of that work ethic. Always, I've always felt incredibly lucky to do this. So it's that thing of, I'm convinced that any day it could probably end. So I want to do as much shit as I can before people realise I've snuck in the back door. So it's that, yeah, it's that kind of constant thing. But I'm fucking happy about it. Stop looking at me like I'm a fucking sad puppy. It's all right. It's all right, it's all right. And then my kind (laughs) of selfish question is, um, coming up, I've got quite a scary operation. It's one of my first ones. I've never had one before. Having one or doing one? Almost bursting into tears. Um, But I was wondering if you've ever had one or had like a funny funny antidote to go with a hospital trip that would kind of make it a bit easier. Yeah, man, but it's not going to make it easier. (laughs) Go on, hit me. I just need a little uh, bit of a killer of it, really. It was two different times, wasn't it, Mum? The time time I bust my eyebrow... I've got a scar there still. I fell over in, on some concrete stairs. And I, I thought I'd foot hit the stairs, but I found out recently that I had a little toy spade that stuck on the stairs and the spade jabbed me in the eye. Ouch. And it cut, it made such a big hole and I was crying because fucking I was a kid, it's all right. Don't judge me for crying when my head's bust open. So I was crying and my mum looked round and thought my eyeball had come out because it was such a big hole there and my eyes were closed and there was blood. Um... So that was bad. But then I think it was a different time I cracked my head. No, it might have been that time. We went to the hospital and they were stitching it up. Um, and I was all right at that point, I think. I was quite chilled. And the needle broke in me. And my mum was like... <sighs> and reached out to grab my dad and heard air as he fainted. <laughs> as he just hit the deck. So, yeah, not the most... most, most... Hey, it's funny. That's what I asked for. <laughs> but, but also, I... I I mean, I've again, I don't talk much about my personal life or private life that much, but I've been in a relationship with someone who was going through um, cancer and they went through it twice and absolutely got through it 100% and I've, I haven't had a thing since. And it's fucking amazing how curable all these things are and how all, all, all modern medicine can do so much shit that it's the biggest thing and then bang, you'll be sorted. So don't worry. I'm all right. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so Good much. luck with it. Thank you. How's it going? Uh, this is India's friend who was in the street with her earlier. And what's your name? I'm Connie. Connie, nice to meet you. And you too. Oh, yeah. We've chatted on Facebook, haven't we? Of course we have. Yeah. I remember I talked to a lot of people. I'm not, I told you I'm sad and lonely and sit home on my own. How are you? Thank I'm you for very coming. Good, thank you. I'm really so pleased to be here. No, so for, awesome to meet you. Yeah. Well, um, what would you like to ask? My question was actually about the interaction you have with your fans. Um, yes. It's always meant a hell of a lot to me that you do reply to messages. Excellent. Especially when it hasn't always been particularly positive for me. Um, 
is it difficult to maintain such a strong relationship with your fans? Um, not difficult. Um, it's it's amazing that I've got fans. That's still insane to me. Um, but on my first record, I wrote about self harm and suicide, and that means a lot of people going through tough times and dark times are going to get played certain things that they feel some kind of a connection to me so I'm always I really keep a good eye on all my messages and all the ways of contact to me to try and give some kind of response I'm also always adamant quite quickly to say I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about and to kind of explain to people there's things like the Samaritans which I think are an absolutely amazing service that are underused that are there to just hear you talk and calm I've done loads of work with calm and they're amazing because it wasn't until my mum started to work. I'm, I'm not meant to say, am I? Is it, are you meant to be a secret or some shit? Is it meant to be like a secret identity? I'm a Samaritan. <laughs> I was a Samaritan all along. Um, <laughs> but I like that the, the, the I learned that just things like they aren't allowed to guide you in any direction. They're just, they're, they're strictly only allowed to listen to you and talk to you. They can't say, oh, cheer up, or if, do you know what I mean? Or try, they've got to just hear what you've got to say. And that's an amazing thing. I mean, we were talking earlier about the, the fear of performing and saying how it's easier for me if it's strangers. It's the same with sharing problems, I think. You're talking to someone who not only are you never going to see again, you're never seeing in the first place. Like, neither of you know who each other are. And, yeah, I think that's an amazing thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm adamant to respond as much as I can, but, but, but also to make it really clear that... I've written some songs about some stuff, but these are just personal experiences, experiences of those close to me. I don't... If you listen to 90% of my songs, some people... Early on, I got a lot of stick for being preachy. I did have a song called, called A Thou Shall Always Kill that was a list of commandments of what you should do. So I ain't hating. I understand that. But if you listen to most of my stuff, I rarely come to a solid conclusion. It's genuinely discussing topics and debates and saying, look, here's some interesting stuff, but I don't really know what the answer is, but let's all discuss it. So yeah, that's what I kind of try and... I keep an eye in that way because, it, yeah, it feels important and a responsibility there. And is it difficult as well? Because obviously you've got, you've got the podcast, you've got the BT Sports stuff you've been doing recently. Yeah. Um, everything you do, you've got fans from so many different areas. Is it difficult to try and, like, maintain all these different relationships? It's not... I mean, it's not as bad as people think. It's not as hectic as people think. And if it ever gets to, to that point, then I'll figure that out at the time. But it's kind of achievable. People are generally understanding. If it takes me a week to get back to someone or if I miss someone, it's like, on, I'll be honest, when people send me their music and stuff, that's the ones that, if I'm busy... They're the ones that I won't necessarily get to and get through. Partly because I'm terrible at constructive criticism or knowing what to tell people. I'm not... All my friends don't pl- play me their stuff. B. Dolan gets furious because I'm the label manager and he's trying to test out new stuff and he'll send it. I'll be like, yeah, man, that's cool. <laughs> it's like trying to workshop the record here and get it going. They're like, yeah, no, it's really... You're good. You're really good. <laughs> so I'm terrible at that anyway. So they're the kind of ones that sometimes will slip through or I'll choose to let slip through. But yeah... It's always trying to keep on top of the important ones. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you very much to you for doing all this for us. No problem. And nice to meet you at last. Thank you. Is someone going to tell me when I have to stop? Because it's just going to keep going at the moment. Don't add to the queue if you're in it. Don't. If you're joining it, oh come on, be reasonable. We've all got places to be. Um, Go on. Hello, Hello, sir. Uh, uh, what's your name? I'm Davey. 
What's, sorry? Davey. Davey, nice to meet you. And what's your question? So you spoke a lot about coming up with punk and hardcore yeah. in your youth. Um, do you have a gig or a band that's the most memorable from that time? Um, I really liked f- f- Fast back in the day. Scar. Like, they were an amazing band. I really, I remember seeing them at the garage and they did a cover of Careless w- a Whisper that just genuinely is one of the best things I've ever heard. Just a scar beat to, and I'm never going to dance again. It's amazing. So, I mean, that jumps out, but I mean, like Rancid back in the day. I, I, I love Rancid. Um, the first, I, I can't remember the first gig I went to. The same week I went to see the Rolling Stones at Wembley. I was like 15 and I went to see Offspring at Brixton. Nice. And all of you turning your fucking nose up at Offspring, this was Smash Tour. This wasn't Pretty Fly for a White Guy <laughs> dance around being uh, silly. This was when it was, they were awesome. They're still awesome. I'm not hating on Offspring. But yeah, all, all that kind of thing. I remember catching Guttermouth supporting the Vandals. I mean, that was a hell of a lineup. Guttermouth and the Vandals are back to back. I saw Glassjaw at Brixton mm. when they came back recently. I had tickets to see him twice and he kept getting ill. He like did, really yeah. badly. He's got Crohn's, right? Yeah, yeah. So he kept having to pull out. I saw him at Brixton and I don't know if it was them or me. I think I'd just got, I'd got beyond the point I wanted to be in the mosh pit and I just kind of stood back and watched and it didn't, didn't drive me crazy, man. It was cool because it was seeing them after so long, but Brixton isn't a great venue if you're not no, down no, the front. No. Anywhere else, the sound isn't great. It kind of loses itself. The atmosphere dies. So in that middle bit, it's amazing. I remember seeing Green Day at Brixton, and again, Green Day get people turn their nose up to it, but in the kind of dookie and insomnia kind of era, Absolutely. just there, that was one of the most amazing gigs I've ever been to. Um, but then also, I'd add finally seeing at the drive-in twice when they've come back recently just them constantly being amazing of course and cedric just being just when he i started on this i think in natasha's ear but the tour after i'd seen them i started constantly just figuring out ways to kick my mic and spin my mic and because he's just amazing (laughs) at it he just does these amazing things and i was really pleased that i just on one bit i've got this one kick where i then catch it I feel all slick but Cedric's just like every song just all over the place just flipping it's fucking brilliant yeah that's too many answers that's good I'm I'm saying we're running out of time like oh bands yeah yeah I've seen this band (laughs) these are the gigs I went to but yeah I mean my mum will contest that from the age of 15 um, I spent all all my money on gigs I'd just go to gigs as much as I could I loved it and it's something that made me realise I'm allowed to moan at people who moan about gigs not being in their town because it occurred to me that I've never gone to a gig that was less than 90 minutes either way travel because I live in Essex. So I'd have to get the train into London and then get round London and all that. So I've always been one for travelling to go and see a band. That's part of the experience and is, excitement. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, sir. Well, thank you very much. Hello. It's a lot of beards tonight, isn't there? Uh, I was thinking that outside. <laughs> How you doing? I'm all right. I'm Johnny. Johnny, nice to meet you. What's your question? Uh, you deal with a lot of big issues on the podcast, yep. and I have to guiltily admit that the ones I get most excited about are the ones where you get comic book guys on. Yeah, totally. Uh, so I'd like to ask you, what got you into comic books? What keeps you excited about them now? And is there anything you're really stoked on at the minute? Yeah, I got into comic books um, young, just through my brother. I was massively into Venom and Ghost Rider and all the kind of all Marvel really and then I stopped for a long time and it wasn't until I was starting to develop my book with Titan I'd 
dabbled. I'd got Watchmen and things like that, and I was starting yeah. to develop my book with Titan. Classics. Yeah, and, and, and they gave me c- uh, copies of The Boys, the Garth Ennis yeah, yeah, book, yeah. which has just become my favourite comic book of all. And having Garth on, just, I was so ridiculously yeah. excited, because he doesn't to, do a lot of press. And, I had yeah. to change my trousers when I saw yeah. that Yeah, one. I had to change my mid-interview three times, <laughs> so... Yeah, so I love Garth. Um, so that kind of, that reignited it. And that's when I got into Preacher and Transmet and all these. So this is all in my more gr- grown-up life than as yeah, a kid. As a kid, kid, it was all Sp- Spider-Man, G- Ghost Rider. I've seen both the Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider films, despite them being awful, <laughs> in yeah. the cinema. Despite knowing they're going to be terrible, because I fucking love Ghost Rider and I don't care. But they are bad, don't see them. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so yeah, all of that. And what I went to at the moment, I just... I'm judging. I'm one of the judges for the British Comic Awards. Yeah, I was talking to a guy in my local comic book store about coming here and everything, yeah. and he would mention it, and I was like... Oh, it's great, shit. and they've sent me a load of stuff that I hadn't read and probably wouldn't have read, um, and I'm not, I've not decided on any of them yet, but one of the ones I just read was a short called Strip. Okay. And it fucking brilliant. There's no, there's no words. I, don't, I can't even think who it's by, and it's an independently... Uh, published one and it's only a short thing but that was amazing so I'm liking that I love I love The Wicked and the Divine I think that's amazing um, I love Uber I'm, I'm, I'm loving Kieran and, J- and Jamie in general so Uber blew me away The Wicked and Divine um, I'm down with what's it called what's the one everyone loves the one that's all pretty with pretty. The, the fawns what's the one with the, the fawns is it Fable Fables what's it called Saga, Saga. there we go everyone loves Saga and it's it's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd heard loads of hype about that, and it seemed a bit soppy. But yeah, I really like that. Um, I don't know. Oh, oh, what are you liking at the moment? Uh, well, lately I've been reading a lot of like noir comics, and, yeah. and there's you love lot... strip. Then it's really yeah. it's got that vibe. It's really it's just f- four panels a page, a black and white with no dialogue. It's just this amazing. It's a strip tease. Alright, <laughs> cool. It's just a strip tease. There's kind of a twist to it, but it's just this amazing slow st- st- strip tease with no words. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, the stuff I really like is it's probably um, dirty too. <laughs> it is, it's stuff that kind of takes stuff and spins it on his head, like um, well, like the boys did um, with the superhero thing. And there's yeah. um, there's a lot of stuff by Brubaker uh, where he takes. There's, there's one called Incognito, which is amazing, where he gets. Uh, a supervillain who's gone into witness protection and they give him drugs to get rid of his superpowers right. and give him a job at an office. Brilliant. And then he gets so depressed he starts doing drugs and realises that cancels out his drugs and gets his powers back Amazing. and starts doing evil shit on the side. Brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Have you, have you seen Super Bob yet? No. I go no, on about this a lot. I watched... I've watched it three times now. I was talking to Brett earlier who's in it and I was saying I watched it again last night and it was the first time I got to watch it and... The lead guy in it is Brett Goldstein, who I've had on the podcast and I've known for a while. And I love Brett. So watching Super Bowl, I was like, look, there's Brett. He's lovely. I already know that. And last night was the first time I watched it. And I was like, shit, everyone else d- d- didn't already know this. So they're seeing him being lovely and funny and warm and handsome um, all at once. So yeah, it's, 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 a, yeah, it's just because we're, we're talking about superheroes. But it's an amazing film. It's on iTunes at the moment. I recommend you cool. check that out. But yeah, I love that. Um, What's your thought? I'm extending this too long. Everyone's going to go on it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm just really quickly. Wrong. Where do you stand on Mark Miller? He, some of he his splits stuff, people. Some he? of his stuff's really great, but he does write stuff as if he wants it, a movie to be to, made to, out to of it. Completely, but I, I think yeah. he's a genius. I think he's the master of the 
that's such why hasn't that been done before he, he comes yeah. up with so many simple ideas it's like yeah. Nemesis was amazing Nemesis was the one that I was really like this yeah. is this, this should have been done fucking tens of thousands of times yeah. and you know, it's such a simple idea but yeah. and he, amazing. he did it perfectly just yeah. executed amazingly bang yeah. done well thank you very much sir thank you thank cheers you. thank you good work You know, I promised you all it'd be over by nine. <laughs> Ain't looking good. Um, if anyone does need to leave, I guess you miss out on the merch. That sucks, but I won't be offended. But yeah, sorry. What's your name? Kitty. Hello. And what Hello. would you like to ask? Well, I'm a bit worried that the answer might just be no. Okay. So That'd be great because there's word- more people. Be- <laughs> I can't think of how to word it no, so that it might not be no. Um, and also a bit of context. I've um, two weeks ago. Uh, was cycling on my bike listening to podcast your yep. podcast and there's like a recurring theme of like if you like it just do it and like just work hard and try yeah, and completely. do it yeah. and uh or i've always worked in an office and also one time you were like oh yeah no, it would be so shit just sitting in an office oh fuck that's what i'm doing <laughs> yeah, it's not all positive and complimentary i, I hate on people as well <laughs> i felt hated on so i was Damn like it. right I kind of I know what I want to do, uh, so I quit my job and then. Sam <laughs> <laughs> right. See. Thanks. Even if the rest of this is a really sad story, that was worth it, it's right? Not, it's good. It's well, it can't, well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then, and I'm um, I've got lots of friends in the circus. Awesome. And then I'm going to join the circus. <laughs> Sweet. It's amazing. I know. But, so this is, so yeah, it gets a bit dark now. Yeah. So then last week... I You're threw scared my, of clowns. <laughs> <laughs> I threw my back out. Oh, damn. So I've come at a crossroads where I'm like, got this potential adventure, not till January, so if it's fixed in two months, then it's fine. But happened a while ago as well, and I was like, out for a while. Yeah. So this could be my dream that I can't do. My question, after that long um, preamble, have you, it seems like you do everything that you want to do, is there has there been a point where you've wanted to do something and you just couldn't get it and did it did it bum you out? See, that could just be no. And then no, 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 no. There's there's tons of stuff I want to do, but it's never for me. It never becomes a no. It's like a not yet. Yeah. If you know what I mean. So again, if you can't do the circus in January, that's not a no. That means you can't do it in January. Yeah. Do you, that doesn't mean you. Then, oh, I can never do that because you had one opportunity to do it. Equally, I think on things like that. Say you can't do that thing that you wanted to do in the circus. I don't know, know what you wanted to do. What was it you wanted to do? Um, aerial trapeze, but like a funny one because I'm not a dancer. Awesome. So there's like no competition. There's like no way I could be as good as them. Yeah. But I could be quite funny. I've no, got... that's great. That's great. But again, it's that thinking of then, is there anything else that you could be doing in the meantime in the circus? So you could you could get in that circle and circus circle. You could get in that in that group and do, if there's something else that you can do while you're healing, then you can, you know, start to bridge into it and start to learn it and start to start to find out if you enjoy traveling with a fucking circus <laughs> you might not you, you might not enjoy that but yeah no it, it, again that's my kind of answer is there's loads of things i haven't done yet or haven't achieved yet but i don't see any of them as a no i see them as a well hopefully i'll try that down the line we'll, mm. we'll put that on the back burner so yeah i shouldn't have mentioned backs when, when <laughs> but yeah that's kind of my answer i say yeah if you can't do it in january then it's fine yeah can do something else in the meantime or as I said if you can embed with that crew and you're prepared I'm well embed with that crew good good work well thank you very much Whoa.
Hello, sir. All right, Pip, how are you going? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. And what's your name? Uh, Luke. Luke. Excellent. And what would you like to ask? Um, well, it came to me on the way here. I was listening to, uh, re-listening to Adam Joe's podcast, yeah. and I was just pissing myself laughing on the tube. Like, you know, Brilliant. out loud, embarrassing myself in front of everyone. And yeah. uh, it reminded me, last weekend I was with a tube with my mate Dom, and we hadn't seen each other. We had a few beers, and we just had one of those conversations where you're just making each other corpsing laughing yeah. in public. Uh, what comes to mind when I ask you, when was the last time or the most memorable time when you were just, just pissing yourself out laughing, just having a hilarious time, embarrassing yourself? Just It was on Saturday. And, <laughs> Amazing. And, and my mum's going to love this because she knows the people involved. And it's really stupid. I don't drink much. Um, and at my club night is generally the one night a month where I have a bit of a drink. And I've, I've been having a drink. And this isn't going to be funny to any of you. But... My mate Stu, who I run the club night with, is from the same area as me. And we like a, a UFC. And we were meant to be going to Dublin, but we didn't. So Stu's uh, looking on Instagram. And he was looking at my mum's hairdresser's Instagram. <laughs> this guy, Stuart Roberts, he's a nice guy. He's cut my mum's hair for years. He used to come around the house and do it, didn't he? He does a great thing, haircuts for the homeless. It's this amazing charity he does, so check that out. Um, and he'd posted a picture of him with a fighter. And he was just showing me this, but I knew that Stu didn't really know that Stu, if you know what I mean. Do you know what I mean? They don't really, they don't really know each other that well. But he was like, oh, look at this. And I looked at it and just double tapped it. <laughs> and we were in tears of laughter because he was like, no, don't. <laughs> now he's just put a nice little <laughs> like on this random hairdresser that he doesn't really know. <laughs> And just but because of the we were just in tears of laughter because of that. So yeah, that was that was what I was finding hilarious. But it's not that funny. But yeah. amazing. No, that's perfect. Well, Thanks, thank man. you very much, sir. Cheers. <laughs> Hello, sir. Hello. Hello. What's your name? I'm Robin. And what would you like to ask? Um, well, um, it's always sort of been asked, but um, the question I had in mind is that do podcasts, namely your own, do you think they managed to get across? subjects in a broader manner than you could on television or radio in the conventional manner. Yeah, man, completely, because you download them and then you choose to listen to them when you've got time to take it in. Mm. And I, I generally, that's why I stopped doing my radio show, because while there was a listen again type feel, with radio or TV, even with all your on-demand stuff, there's a level of, it's on in the background at times and yeah. things like that, whereas podcasts tend to be, you've got that and you can listen and pay attention. Yeah. And I get through... I hadn't listened to a single podcast a few years back and there was a point last year, I'd say, where I was listening to three or four hours a day, either exercising or travelling or whatever else and just taking in so much. And it's a great way to learn in a way that isn't at school or being preached at or taught at. You're, hear, <laughs> you're just hearing people chat. There's so many documentaries that go out, well, some on, on national... You feel like you're back in the classroom. The yeah, way yeah, there are some you. heavy ones on NPR and stuff like that, but yeah. No, no, I think some of NPRs are all right, but, but I can never listen to a podcast in my bedroom. I have to be walking, I have to be travelling. No, I agree. I like the... The, yeah. the movement of it if I'm in my bedroom I'm doing other things I'm yeah. watching Netflix <laughs> <laughs> thank you very That's much fun. sir thank you cheers nice to meet you man thank you hello sir we're down to our last few thank god sorry everyone um, what's your name James, James yeah, yeah, nice yeah, to meet yeah. you what's uh, your question question how does it feel to be Scroobius Pip um, uh, musician, poet, 
podcast extraordinaire. Keep going. Actor. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's all... Basically fucking kingpin. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right, but it's also quite regular. It's also Scroobius Pip um, got building work on at the moment, so working from yeah. home, but working in your bedroom, so didn't leave your bedroom for about four days last week. Still did a lot online and was very productive, I yeah. might add. But yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, it's regular. Do you ever like to sit back and be like, damn? Most days, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> I'm just, just looking in the mirror post-shower. <laughs> um, no, no, uh, it's, it's kind of getting what you mean. It's one of the reasons I've lived in the same town my whole life, because mm. you can't get that. You kind of, um, I did a gig a few Christmases ago, and I was doing spoken word at the, um, the Hammersmith Apollo in front of, what is it there, four or 5,000 people, I think, the cap. Um, and just before that, Professor... Brian Cox had been doing a speech on the universe and then I did some spoken word and then The Cure came out and did a few songs and earlier on Steve Coogan had popped out and done a little bit um, and Stuart Lee popped out in a mask and did a hilarious bit um, so these are all my idols and I've just done this and then I had to get the last train home to Stamford and some girls from Tilbury tried to steal my trainers and set fire to my beard <laughs> And it keeps you fucking grounded, it does. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my answer. Thank you very much, sir. Cheers. Hello, Morning. sir. What's your name? I'm Richie. Nice to meet Richie, you, Richie, nice to meet you. What's your question? Uh, leads in nicely from that fellow's question, actually. Obviously, you're very, very good at what you do. Uh, I'm sure you have a great life. But if you could swap with somebody else, who would it be? Um, pro- probably The Rock. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> Do you follow him on Instagram? He's fucking handsome, hilarious, and muscly as fuck. I felt so bad for, for, for Vin Diesel. Why? Because for, like, ages in the Fast and Furious films, he was the big, bald, muscly guy. And then the Rock game, who's bigger and balder and musclier. And now Vin Diesel just looks like this skinny, bald old dude who's like, yeah, I've got a deep voice. And the Rock's like, I've got a handsome voice. And Did you take him? No, he'd kick the shit out of me. Yeah, I agree. What are you talking about? He'd destroy me. <laughs> That's why I'd swap with him. I'd swap with him and then I'd beat the shit out of me. A f- fucking poet, hipster prick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, sorry, go. Uh, okay, uh, quick one. Would rather have arms for legs or legs for arms? Arms for legs or legs for arms. I mean, thankfully, I'll never have to make that decision, so... It's all good. It's all good. We'll, I'll, I'll be fine. I, I, I think... I don't know if dogs' legs are arms or arms are legs, so... Interesting. Or just maybe I wouldn't know. Who does? Who does, eh? Right, that's me done. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you very much, sir. Cheers, man. Have a good one. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Would you like to tell the public who you are? I am Joe. You are Joe, and what's, and what's your question? Uh, I just, I fancied a chat about football. Okay. Um, Could have done it on your way here, but go on. No, no, it's fine, go um, ahead. You, you spoke about how uh, at Christmas and stuff, you have a family tradition about yeah. going to football. Yeah. Um, and I was just wondering what it kind of means to you, like football in your personal life. I, it, it, it means the world to me. I'm a, I'm a Millwall fan, and uh, yeah... And we get a bad rap, and we get a bad rap, and I think people... It's fine to not like football, but I don't like when people kind of sneer at it as being this stupid... Yeah, exactly. ...a lad's thing. Genuinely, the most 
emotional or some of the most emotional experiences I've ever had in my life have been at football. Um, some of them being when we were in the in the playoff finals and we scored at Wembley and we'd brought the biggest crowd Wembley had ever seen at that point because Scunthorpe Dad hadn't brung many and then we had to have extra seats and we were winning and then they they won and just the heartbreak. But M- Mill's m- manager at the moment is a guy called Neil Harris who I'm going to try and get on the podcast at some point. I've talked to him about it and he's going to come on. And he was on the verge of becoming our top goal scorer of all time when he played for us and he got testicular cancer um, and he had to stop playing and Mill st- stuck by him and supported him and kept him um, at the club, kept paying him and then he, he recovered and he came back and was playing and obviously it's going to take him a while to get back to, to his former self and we're towards the end of the season and he, and he hadn't scored yet um, and we're in the last game and we're in their box and I, I swear like three players had a chance to tap it in and they're passing it around the area waiting for, for Neil to get in position gets in position, scores the whole team lift him over their head and bring him over to the home fans and it was one of the most beautiful and emotional things I've ever seen yet f- football's all lads and hooligans and bullshit so yeah, I love it, I think it can be a beautiful emotional thing where men who maybe sometimes can't be emotional in that way can, can be comfortable in that so yeah, I love it cool, <laughs> thank you very much Man. I was genuinely starting to well up a little bit telling that story of Neil Harris. Damn. Hello, Sarah. Hello. What's your name? Uh, it's Jack. Nice to meet you. What's your question? Um, you recently put on that, yeah, like 10 years ago. Yeah. You were, had your, your bones in your ass after doing your first album type thing. Yeah, yeah. Then, obviously, you've had all your albums, stuff with Dan, uh, podcast, yeah. now acting. Uh, simple question is a bit cheesy, but what's 20 years down the line? What do you kind of want to have? Oh man, I don't know. Um, this 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 little bit of acting I've got to do so far. So I've done this TV series and I've got a small role in a, a, a Guy Ritchie film that comes out next year. And being a massive film nerd, I'm loving it all. So I'd I'd love to get get further into that. I'd love to to write and direct all these other things that, as we're saying, there's tons of things I was meant to have have, have written a couple of scripts like three four years ago. Yet then that's not something that didn't happen there's something that hasn't happened yet so yeah there's tons of things like that um yeah i don't know the the beauty of it is as i kind of mentioned that post is so much of it 10 years ago podcast didn't exist um and tv wasn't how it was 10 years ago and things like that so so many things that when i started doing that i couldn't have dreamt of wanting to do in 10 years so yeah i've no idea what the future holds but hopefully it's yeah it's good shit awesome thank you very much very much Man. Hello, sir. I might have to wrap it up a little bit before we get to the end because there's still like how many people? S- five. All right, there better be some quick questions. Hello, no, sir. No What's pressure. your name? God, I got intense then just as you sat down. Dude, you better not fuck me about. I'm on point. Uh, what's your name? My name's Stuart. N- n- nice to meet you. What's your question? Um, if you can bring anybody back from the dead for a Distraction Pieces podcast special, who oh. would it be and Ooh. why? <sighs> That's tough. Um, growing up, I was obsessed with Jimi Hendrix. Like, I absolutely adored him. Got all his, his records. We went on a holiday to France once and I found this, this, this weird little box set that had some some recordings from his sessions and there was like one of the sessions was when he first played something like Purple Haze in the studio just going like just just saying to the guys I don't know like something like this 
and then starts playing Purple Haze. It's just the most amazing. So maybe Hendrix. Um, I'd definitely, definitely not choose Bill Hicks. Because <laughs> everyone would want me to choose Bill Hicks. But Stuart Lee's got a great bit about how lucky Bill Hicks is because he got to do like two or three one-hour sets and then leave it at that. Whereas all these other stand-ups have to make a new one every year for Edinburgh and keep being a, a prolific. So yeah, I guess I'd choose. I guess I'd choose Hendrix. I guarantee, in an hour's time, I'll have thought of someone else. But I'd go, no, fuck it, fuck Hendrix. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart. I'd choose Jimmy Stewart because he's one of my favourite actors. He's the the best voice I've ever heard in my life. So getting to hear that voice spoken to me, and he's one of the toughest men in the history of Hollywood. Which people don't realise because he's so soft-spoken, but he was pilot in the war, and he didn't have to go because there were certain allowances for people in the entertainment industry because entertainment was important for keeping the spirits up during war. And he went on countless tours of duty because he was just like, "We're a good pilot. You need good pilots. Let's go and do this." So yeah, I, I think he'd have fascinating stories to tell and just have the most beautiful voice in the world. So that's my answer. Cool. Nice. Thank you very much. Cheers, man. He was so succinct and on point, and then I rambled for like 10 fucking minutes after saying, you better be quick with this. Sorry. What's your name, sir? Uh, my name's Dave. Nice to meet you. And what's your question? Uh, well, you kind of hinted at earlier, which I was worried someone would ask, but uh, on the podcast in the future, would you ever have any wrestlers or anyone from that on? I've just had an email asking if I want to have a wrestler on. I don't want to announce it because it's not confirmed. Go on. He's a former world champion. I'm going to make you guess. A former world champion, WWF. Okay. Former WCW champion. He's had Intercontinental plenty of times. And tag team championship. He's still wrestling, on and off. Bang. Oh, really? He's totally... Totally not confirmed yet, but I had a message. He's overdoing some stuff, and someone said, would you be interested in this? So it's not like they've approached me, but mm. it's out there. Um, I've been saying, I, I talked to Paige a bit, who's okay, cool. a great British female wrestler who's become huge in the US, amazing. And she said for ages that she's up for being on the podcast. But it's so tough with all guests, because it has to be people I happen to be in the same room with at some point. What about more independent people like Mark Dallas that does ICW over here? Um, I, 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 I like promotion. what I've seen of ICW. I like what I've seen of Progress. Um, I've not seen much, but yeah, I definitely... I think a Progress and... I mean, ICW in particular, they've got a hell of a story. Yeah. He seems like a mental fucker. Yeah, he is. I went they've to got some the interesting stuff. So yeah, I'd be open to it. So Col- there's a few Cabana, on my list. Jewish. Huh? Colt Cabana, Jewish. I love Colt Cabana. He does I, his I, own podcast as well. He had me along to, to his show in, in Edinburgh and we've chatted about podcasts in the past. So definitely, I'd, I'd love to chat to Colt. Cool. He's great. Here you go. Right, there's many to come, hopefully. Thank you cool. very much, sir. Thank you very much, buddy. Cheers. Thank you. Yes, sir. What is your name? Uh, my name's Rich. Rich, nice to meet you. What nice would you like to, to ask? Um, you've talked a lot about uh, you know, some of your great interviewees, and yeah. you know, we've talked about comics as well, but yeah. what is it actually like meeting some of your, what I assume to be some of your heroes, and, and, and how do you resist the urge not to geek out on them? Have you listened to some of them? <laughs> that Garth Ennis one, man. I was proper geeking out. No, it's wicked. I've, uh, again, it's... Uh, it's finding a, a situation in which it's acceptable to do that. 
if you know i mean i've managed to stumble upon this podcast where i can sit down Stuart lee was one that yeah. i was shitting myself over because he, he's so good i'd met him like once or twice but never really chatted and he was so lovely and i really i think he's amazing a comedian so yeah it's great to get the opportunity and it makes it relaxing for me because i've made it work yeah i've turned it into it's work i've got to be professional i've got to prepare have my chat and then i get to go and go i've got this cool polaroid i need to take my polaroid of of you lot at the end so don't go anywhere we'll do a little picture but yeah i've got that i i did the polaroids because they're a perfect shape for instagram and all that kind of thing but i've got a little album at home of all the polaroids which i look forward to uh, to looking back at in the future and going man look all these people that bared my company for 90 minutes you resisted a whole 50 minutes not asking garth innes about the preacher show no we discussed it we discussed it we got in there it's yeah it's it, i mean yeah he's amazing he's meant with apparently seth um and evan uh, uh asking about the boys as well now for a tv show of that which would be fucking great that would be amazing thank you very much sir thank you cheers thank you cheers man we're almost there guys there's a light at the end of the tunnel How's it going? What's your name? Hello, my name's Lisa. Nice to meet you. Um, What's your question? I'm going to apologise first because I've got a cold, so if my voice goes during this... That's fine. That'll be terrible. So um, there were two questions that I thought about asking. Yes. Uh, But now we're running out of time. They're both quite big questions. So I figured I would just float them and you can think about them. Excellent. So I sent you an email a while ago just saying, you're brilliant. The subject title is TLDR, just keep doing what you're doing. Right, yeah. And you very kindly replied and there was loads of blathering like I am now. (laughs) <laughs> so the couple of things I raised was when you did Howard Marks's podcast yeah. and um what a dude yeah well <laughs> and you kept saying you know it's he's totally innocent no no people right. harm yeah, blah blah yeah, yeah, and yeah. that really wound me up to be honest because I think yeah. you know fair enough you feel like he wasn't doing anything wrong if it was just cannabis etc etc but then during that conversation you also spoke about him dealing with the mafia and i was like yeah i'm pretty sure the mafia aren't just going and buying flowers for their wives with the money they're taking from him so so uh, i just wanted to kind no, of no 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 i no i agree 100 percent, and i love the the debate and engagement on that mm. i don't think i got a chance to actually respond to that in the email because I, was, I, was, I don't think i did address it but no yeah it's it's fine i'm, I'm fine with people not agreeing with that i also um know that um, you know, I, pro- I bought I bought some water in. Uh, no, in fact, I get that our local a petrol station is the BP. I, f- I fill up there a lot. I guarantee the BP have killed so many people with some of their appalling practices. Um, I don't eat Nestle often, but I have before, and they've done horrible, horrible things. So I think there's a lot of association that can come. I, my belief is, if you're doing something, I've not told my mum yet, but I got got done for for speeding again recently (laughs) but my reason is i don't fucking agree with the speed limits i think they're stupid let's just do a little survey how many of you here drive make like some noise how many of you have ever broken the speed limit every single fucking one of you so if every person who's ever driven in the uk has broken the speed limit that tells me the speed limits are calibrated wrong currently and I'm all for safety. Again, I'm not a bad driver. I honestly don't think I'm dangerous. But I do feel if I'm driving at night and the roads are empty, I can do over 60 on this two-lane bit or whatever. Again, but that's just so... Again, that's my thing. that was my thing with Howard Marks. It's something that he didn't morally agree with. Mm. So I, I, I feel that was an acceptable reason to break a law if he chooses to. Again, it's also acceptable to choose not to go with that. So, yeah. yeah that was my kind of feeling on that. No, exactly. And that was it. It was just a case of... You were saying, oh, he's so innocent. I was yeah. thinking, really? 
you know. Yeah. Again, um, I, I guess on his on his single on his initial outlook there, his, his initial thought of I don't agree with this law, therefore I'm going to break it. That's mm. the bit I was like, right, that's fucking fine. I can't pick any fault yeah, yeah. in that. Then maybe who he deals with or whatever else, it's it's it's, it's varied. Yeah, but yeah. again, it's finding where it's your fault and where it's someone else's fault. And yeah, it's a tough one. Um, the other thing was I asked you if you would uh, interview anybody vegan because I'm vegan. Yes. Um, and I know you have... Oh, yay. <laughs> high five, vegan high five. Yep. Um, and I know you have interviewed oh, vegans oh, but haven't Always really. make themselves known. Oh, yeah. Joking, 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 joking. <laughs> Sorry, no, go ahead. Actually, on that note, I've brought you a book. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> So this is um, a guy, I can't ever remember his name, Richard Watts. He's um, called Vegan Sidekick. Excellent. Uh, any vegans know him? No, you've got to check him out. Vegan Sidekick. Yes, someone does. Um, and he duh, he's got an Instagram where he draws mainly stickman comics yeah. about the ironic things that people say to vegans. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought, well, I'll just give that to you if you want to have a look. That's have great. A look through, I look see forward to having it's, a flick Hopefully through. you'll just find it funny, if nothing yeah. else, because it's funny. No, no, definitely. Um, and it's then all if, good. I'm not against... A veganism in any way, shape, or form. I think it's absolutely it's fine. It's so just not something. It. It's not something that I do. No, no, it's, it's just fine. not for me. I don't. I have different uh, uh, beliefs in that way. Which every time I try and discuss online, people go fucking crazy. You should reply to my email. We'll have a sensible conversation. Oh, we'll have a discussion. Yeah, because yeah, I'd really it, like to. It basically comes down to my belief of where humans sit on the on on no i'm not gonna be hating on anyone and again it gets people angry like when i discuss it i as i stand about and not being scared of death i'm equally not fussed about the idea of all of us dying just putting it out there um i don't i don't want us to find another a planet to go to i'm fine with the idea that if we if we fuck this planet up then we die and something else evolves and has another go because i genuinely believe that we forget that we're just another animal I genuinely believe that we're another animal. And because of that, I don't get angry. And again, you won't agree with this at all. And that's, I'm not going to try and convince you in any way. But it, I don't get angry at a lion eating, you know, whatever it's eating. Because that's, that's just, it's just another animal. So I don't get mad at humans eating meat because I think we're just about another that animal. In that book. You'll yeah. find it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so last, if I can just do one actual Go question. Um, just off the top of your head, you keep talking about getting more women on. Which three women would you have on if you could? Oh, mate, let me get my list out. There's, it's, it's, it's a huge irony that there's, it's women I've been cancelled on the most. Um, not through anyone's fault. It's all just timing. All of these things, again... I mean, I can't people, speak for them, so I won't apologise. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. No, let I'm me get my one, list out um, of who I've come close to having on. Um, so me and... Um, a, pl- a, pl- a Ploma Faith, I'd love to have her on. I think she's great. I've known Ploma for years. We've done gigs together for years. A Lauren Laverne, we actually had it arranged and then had to had to move that along. I'm only going on the ones that I've actually arranged within the past. I mentioned Paige, uh, the wrestler, uh, earlier. He's scrolling a lot. This is a big list. <laughs> no, it's a list of people in in, in general. Um, there's a woman. Oh no, there's. Um, um, Amaya Burin, who's a fantastic actress, which on there's a scientist called Gabriel Walker, who's amazing. And again, we, we had it arranged four times, and just stuff came up. Um, so it's generally, genuinely not me being um, a lazy prick. Uh, me and Izzy Suti were going to be doing it this Sunday, and then she, she wasn't about, but she'll be great on there. Mm. Um, Jessica Hines and Zoe Ashton, both of them, they're lined up. They've agreed to it. It's just finding. A date you have to works. get Jessica Hines to fit all the space people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Um, 
Edith Bowman, I think is awesome, and I'm up for that one. Charlotte Church, I've been talking to recently, and I really want to talk to her, because a lot of people are giving her shit sometimes for perfectly reasonable stuff she said and then being misinterpreted. But, here we go, the one I'd most like to have that has agreed to it but not gone around to it yet, Kathy Burke. How great would that be? I fucking love Kathy Burke. But yeah, that's just to kind of illustrate as well that it's not that I'm not asking or trying to... There's a lot that I really want to... a chat to and have on but it's just all of these it's all such a weird combination of timing it's just when we happen to be in the same place and when this is a, a my full time job so it's when I happen to have that spare evening in that town when they happen to be about so yeah okay thank you thank very you. much cheers thank you two left we're, we're almost there we're almost there how's it going man what's yeah, your name a, my name's Mitchell nice um, to meet you I've met you before haven't I I, I, I recognise you you look familiar walked, um, was it festival last year oh there we go and we well my mate brought a CD and he was just a bit like do I ask him to sign it I was like please don't you're going to be <laughs> so shitty and embarrassing about it um, it's fine <laughs> he sat happens. out there now as well perfect um, so what would you like to ask sir um, have I asked just, you ask your name yeah Mitchell I'm forgetting <laughs> sorry it's been a long fucking I've been up here hours <laughs> go ahead Mitchell um, I was just wondering because every Friday when me and my brother come home from work he always insists we have to play old wrestling theme songs brilliant so I was wondering what uh, your favourite theme song is and if you were a wrestler what would your theme song be now young man this is this is a tough one um, I love Shawn Michaels theme tune but only for Sean. I wouldn't want to be coming out no. as a sexy boy. I would be ridiculous. Is it Billy Gunn as well? I would well? be laughed at. And Billy Gunn, I'm an ass yeah. man. Um, no, it, I mean, overall, I'd go with the Armour Warrior because the Armour Warrior was my favourite, that intensity. But there's nothing... It's, it's known as the 90s Legion of Doom pop for a reason. The Legion of Doom theme was just the most exciting and amazing yeah. thing that as soon as that drops, the I'm not going to do it. But yeah, <laughs> so I'd probably... Either, either of those two. The ones that are kind of angry metal, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> and intensity. So, yeah, what would you go for? Um, I'd be... Do you remember D'Lo Brown? Yeah, I can't uh, remember what his theme tune was. was it? You're looking at the real deal now, when he always used to shake his head. Perform it. Like a... Like, uh, no. <laughs> and do the D'Lo, got, do got, your, do your D-Lo, D-Lo Brown, Brown No, I can't. I've not got a floppy neck. Well... <laughs> Then you can't come down to D'Lo Brown's music, I'm afraid. <laughs> You're going to have to come down to Doink the Clowns. Oh, Jesus Christ, never. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mitchell. Thanks, nice one, man. We're on the last one. Thank you. Thank you all for surviving. Look at this ovation. I know, it's amazing. Thanks. What's your name? Nin. Nin, nice to meet you. What's your question? Um... Like, do you ever approach people to come on the podcast and they're like, nah? Or alternatively, do people approach you and you're like, nah? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it is a good Thanks. question, but it's one that I can't completely answer. Because one or two of them, I thought, nah, and then they've ended up happening. Like, didn't you say and that you approached Preston originally and he was like, nah. and then no? Oh, no, back. Preston hit me up and I was, I was up for that, but I kind of tried to scare him off. No, not in a bad way, but I was like, look, I, I, to, 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 to be really honest with him, and say, look, I need to warn you in advance that because we don't, I know each other, I need to warn you that I will want to ask questions that you might not want to answer because that's part of it. I'm fine doing that with everyone else I have on because I know them. I know that if they don't want to answer, they'll go, shut up. 
pricks. I was like, had to kind of warn him on that. But no, he was great, and I was, I was well up for that. I, I genuinely find all the big brother stuff fascinating. Um, I hit up because I had a Kate Bush cover on 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 distraction pieces with Natasha Fox in the crowd right now. Um, I I'd cleared that through their her management, and I was talking to someone. I was talking to someone about that, and I just kind of said, "Let's just put a little mention." It's like, do you think, do you think Kate Bush would be up for coming on the podcast? And the guy asked, then forwarded me a comment from the manager, just saying, "That will be a definite no, <laughs> a definite no." He didn't even ask who. He was like, "That would be a definite no." So yeah, I've had that one. I'm trying to th- I think of any. Other, I've not really turned many people down. I have people tweet me some that I'm like. Uh-uh. Do not want that to happen, and then I'll keep Just tweeting me, and they'll be like, "Didn't see that?" Yeah, no, I do. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 generally interesting. I get a lot of people are recommended who I hadn't heard of, and are just interesting, like a different scientists and stuff like that, and they're always exciting. I tweeted you about a kid called um, the Ruby Kid. He's from Manchester. Yeah, he does. <laughs> no, no, not really. Where's he, he going? Um, he's no, he does spoken word, and now he works at the underground. And he works at Oxford Circus, and I see him every morning. I'm like, I wanted to say like what you're doing, but you're at work, yeah. so I won't. That yeah, could be a good one. Really I'll have a look into it. But again, as, and also I try and explain to people, as you just saw then with how long I was scrolling through that list, I've got a fucking long list of people I want to get through. So it is. It's not that no, I'm not interested in that. It's like right, even if I like it, it will be added onto the list, but it might not be got to for a year or two. But yeah. Also, um, you keep talking about how when you started out it was all like Kate Nash Jack Pignate mm-hmm. I was a massive Jack Pignate fan when yeah. we started can you get him on please I'd love to get Jack on What's that's a great shout that's a great shout um, yeah no that that'd be awesome I loved when his second album came out because I, I was talking to him on the lead up to that and he was saying yeah I'm not really into the jangly guitars and poppy stuff anymore I'm reinventing and I was sitting there thinking don't do that mate like you're brilliant at what you do don't try and make it all cool and hip and then he smashed the fuck out of it and it was, it was, like it was the first brilliant time I heard of Adele was at the beginning of my event she goes hi I'm Adele yeah yeah and yeah, it's yeah. Like, what? and then that voice comes out yeah and like, now she's Adele. amazing it's crazy I'll try and get Adele on <laughs> probably busy but yeah no that's great well thank you very much that's the last question thank you thank you right I'll tell you what's going to happen now. I'm going to get the lights turned up, if we can, and I'm going to take a Polaroid of you all for the cover. And then when that's done, the, the outro music is going to play, and I'm going to rush to the merch booth and be there standing waiting to sell your stuff. This is going to make me sound like a dick, but I've not got as much time to talk to you all individually now because I've just fucking done that for two hours. <laughs> and then we do need to get the venue clear, but... Always happy to have a chat and a quick selfie or anything if you want to get your cameras ready, but also really like to sell you the, the mug or the T-shirt. You're more than welcome. So let's have a little a picture. We'll put your hands up or something like that. No. <laughs> Thank you very much. Cheers. There you go, that was part 
two. That was all right, wasn't it? They were some good questions, some lovely people. I don't think I offended anyone. Um, I probably offended a few people. I don't think I was rude to anyone. I had some difference of opinions, but that's fine. I have that in the podcast in general. I have no issue with that. Um, some great questions. Only one that I felt I dodged and deflected, but I felt that was fair to do so. Um, that played on my mind a bit afterwards, but I felt I, I, I felt that was the right choice. So... Um, but in general, I thought it was a lovely chat. We covered loads of career stuff. We covered some comic book stuff. We covered some wrestling stuff. We covered loads of film stuff. We covered some TV stuff. We had a lovely old chat. We covered inspiration. We covered nerves. We covered everything. So that was great. Thank you for tuning in, guys. We will be back next week. I've got so many good guests coming up. I ain't even kidding. Um, I've got Kurt Sutter lined up. We're trying to get that in before he goes back to America. The writer of Sons of Anarchy and The Shield and so many good things. And The Bastard Executioner, which I, I, uh, I'm I, in. So that's exciting. Um, I mentioned in this podcast the potential of having Mr. Chris Jericho. We have had further talks on that and we are trying to arrange a date. So that should be coming up too. So just keep tuning in, subscribe and set to automatic download. That's my tip. It really helps, guys. But yeah, this podcast is long as fuck. I'm going to shut up. See you next week. Bye.